Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for listening. You are tuned into Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's hosted by two guys who never met in real life. I am one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn, and I hail from the lovely state of Iowa. My co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Redback, New Jersey, in the his house. Well, it's not actually his house. It's his wife, ex-wife's pool house. That's right. In the That's hizzy. where I live. The hizzy. Hizzizzo. The, the Pizzulo. <laughs> the Pulo, the Hizzo, that is the Izzo, that is the Herzo. <laughs> oh, man, there's nothing worse than two old white guys doing that shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to do the whole show like this. I was <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to do Ain't offensive. nobody love, man. going to be like, yo, Colin, how was your week? <laughs> What's going on, Colin? That's my fake blues song. Ain't nobody love me except my mama. And sometimes I think she is lying, too. Ain't nobody love me. Yeah, um, I was just watching, uh, uh, speaking of old old white guys, I was just watching, uh, the, I, I'm just intrigued by this live from Daryl's house. I, they, uh, there haven't been any new. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, nothing new in a long time because they've been on tour. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was watching the uh, Wycliffe Jean uh, episode, and mm-hmm. uh, God, it's so good. Wycliffe Jean. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. liked his one album, The Carnival or whatever. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And, like one, uh, I think his first solo album, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know which one I really liked. I haven't seen the whole thing, but uh, I've only watched a couple of episodes of uh, what is it called, Daryl's House? Live from Daryl's House. Live from Daryl's House. What was it on VH1 or, or I, its own? I don't thing? know. If it was on the. It was on YouTube. I'm not sure that there, there was a. Maybe it was VH1. Somebody, I, I guess, maybe right. had it. But, uh, the, the one with Joe Walsh. Oh yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, Joe Walsh, sober Joe Walsh. He's fucking good, and he's in he's in really good shape. Yeah, he just walks in and just goes, "All right, man, let's just play." <laughs> just you know, <laughs> that weird voice he has, and and just bam, he just you know, all of a sudden they're just Rocky Mountain waves, just you know, bow, wow, 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 they're just yeah, just jamming it. Um, yeah, I agree, absolutely. You know, I gotta get. I'm just looking at my wrist. I'm, I'm a little worried. Uh, um, well, your wrist? My wrist. I, I'm bubbling. I get a little bubble action. I don't know if I. Might have got into some, uh, might have got into some poison ivy or something because. Oh, uh, that okay. kind of bubbling. Yeah, earlier this evening, uh, we had the rabbits. Uh, we have these two big. They're not huge, but they're pretty good sized white rabbits. Uh-huh. And we bought uh-huh. them from a Russian. I, I don't know if I've told this story, but someone who was in a hurry to get rid of their rabbits. I understand. It was Russian yes. to get rid rid of his rabbits. No, we were yeah. in uh, staying at a uh, Airbnb in mm-hmm. St. Louis, and yep. the guy that owned it was this Russian guy, uh, Dmitry, and uh, he raises meat rabbits for the Russian. Uh, Russian restaurant thing that exists somewhere in St. Louis. Anyway, they're, the Russians like to eat hair. They like to eat rabbits. So we bought these rabbits mm-hmm. from this guy as pets. And there's you know, a year and a half later, the kids have decided, you know, fuck rabbits. We don't want to look at them anymore. Do we still have rabbits? That's occasionally what the kids will say. Do right. we have rabbits? Yeah. They're still here. So, um, But anyway, Rachel uh, thought they should run a little more wild in the backyard uh, earlier tonight. And they were, seemed to, yeah, it was all working out. There's chain link fence around the backyard. And so that seemed to be working out. But there's one little spot they decided that they could find, of course. And and they they both got out. And the one took off and was like a couple yards away. And these people's, uh, it was down in the the judge's house that that I've talked about. (laughs) Right. And uh, he is not real big on lawn care. So he's got this big overgrown area, which, of course, is where the rabbit was. And uh, I got back there and found it, but I had to dig around and, and of course, go through all the weeds to get it. But, okay, so I, I've got this this itchy spot, which I'm trying really hard not to scratch, but it just makes me want to just scratch the heck out of it. I just want to really get after it, but I think it's going to go away if I don't do that. So, all right, don't yeah, let don't, me do Don't that. do that. Don't be compelled to do that. Right. Now, you know, you and I, now we have something else in common. What's that, rabbits? Two uh, old white guys. Rabbits. Well, they're not my rabbits, but there are two rabbits on the property here. You're living with rabbits. You're, you're living... Uh, mm-hmm. With your with your ex wife, uh, sort of. Um, yeah, and, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I so, live here, and, you, and you've got the uh, the rabbits. I've got the rabbits. Uh, still current wife, so that's a slight difference. But but anyway, so the weird part is okay. So I I get the rabbits and uh, or the rabbit, the the one it, it was easier to catch than the other one. But the, the I got the most wayward rabbit, and I am walking through these people the the backyard. Actually, the backyard of the judge. 
and uh, his he's got a daughter that's about four years old, which I've hardly ever seen. They're they're very inside indoor people. They keep to themselves. They don't go outside even in the summer. Uh, you just don't see them much. And so this little girl was standing. They've got the uh, sliding doors, back doors by the patio in the back. And I'm in their yard. I'm walking through their yard. But I'd kind of gone through the back, kind of around a fence type thing, trying to look for this rabbit. So it wasn't like she had seen me come into the backyard. She just happened to be, I think, walking by in the uh, kitchen area and looked out through the sliders and saw somebody in their backyard. So she was looking. She was you know, trying to, hey, what the hell's going on here? She was kind of nose against the glass, trying trying to figure out what what was up with this dude back there and then she sees me catch the rabbit so okay you're four or five years old and you're, you're seeing some dude in your backyard and all of a sudden he's he's pulling a rabbit out of, out, of the, out of the hat or whatever out of the backyard and it's big white rabbit and with pink eyes and she's like really looking at me and paying attention so i'm thinking I'm going to walk up and I'm going to try to be social here. I'm just going to walk up and get, you know, I was probably going to, I was headed for the back door. I was making a beeline for her. And my plan sort of was, I wasn't really thinking this out too much, but I thought maybe I'd just, you know, knock on, on the door a little bit and see if it was okay with her mom just to see the rabbit, whatever. But she, as I get a little bit closer, the kid freaks out and just Did, takes off. Oh, she took off. She didn't yeah. scream. No, she didn't scream, okay, but she good. she got a little more big-eyed, a little more big-eyed, and then finally she sees me, you know, I'm smiling, I'm trying to smile and pet the rabbit and act like I'm the nice guy with the rabbit, which I'm sure somebody has told her a story about the nice guy that has the rabbit. That's that's the dude that's going to put you in the back of the van, and you're going to, you know. Yeah, don't trust it. Yeah, don't don't trust a white guy with a with a rabbit or a friendly guy. With uh, you a white see, rabbit. I would end it with don't trust a white guy. Just in general, <laughs> they're going to do something stupid and fucked up. It's usually going to be very selfish. Yes, it's yes. Like, like, I'm letting the I'm letting the rabbit out of the hat with this information yes. here right now. Okay, if so you're out there, she if takes you're a man, off. a woman, a child, don't trust a white guy. Well, when she takes off, I'm thinking to myself, should I just hang by the you know the by, by the back door? Because I thought maybe she's going to. Well, the obvious thing she's going to go in. She's going to find her mom, the dentist, her mother, the dentist, who's very introverted. And she's going to say to her mother, there's a man in the backyard with a white rabbit. And uh, I thought about that for a minute and I thought, no, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm like, I'm getting out of here because that's an even better thing to have happen. That's better for, for Cause, her. Because she's going to think she's crazy. And, yeah. Mom's going to be like going, what? There's a guy with a white rabbit. What are you talking about? Let's let's go look. And then she's going to look in the backyard and she's going to, and the little kids are going to be like, sure, there was a guy. There was a guy. He was here with a rabbit. <laughs> You just ruined a child's life for oh, the there, rest of her life. It was it, she's going to think yeah. she's she won't know what yeah. was real. It was a couple hours ago, and there's probably still just the, it's thick in the air at their house over there. There's there's this God. She thought she saw a white rabbit, a guy with a white rabbit. What the All fuck right. is going on here? They're like looking right now on the internet, trying to figure out what billify or what sort of something they can put her on. <laughs> solve this issue ah. are you seeing white rabbits take a billify <laughs> there's a if you feel like you're seeing white rabbits this is a side effect um yeah so um i don't know it's uh side effects of a billify may include seeing white rabbits <laughs> what i'm so confused ah. you know so, um, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, uh, one year anniversary. I just want to throw that in before I forgot about it. This is what? the. This what, is what, as what? close. This is as close. Oh, it's as close as we're going to get. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. the 22nd. Our first yeah. one was released on the 24th. Of, yeah, of last year. Yeah. So this um, would be, yeah, it's like one day apart, right? Yeah. If we're releasing so, this tomorrow or even tonight. Yes. So there'll be uh, cake and uh, ice cream after the show for, for all that are listening. Happy so. fucking ice cream. Happy birthday. Yes. So, on becoming of age. I also. Just because it's been a year, so procrastination. I, I'm listening to the intro. It's like uh, you know, uh, talking about uh, maybe it's on the outro. I don't know. It's the beginning or the end of the show. We talk about social media and um, unbecomingofage.com, and that still doesn't exist. But um, I, I really looked. <laughs> you know, give me a year. Fuck. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, jumping. Listen, I'm jumping in. I'm making some shit, but I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. I'm, it's going to happen. I, I love the video stuff you've done, and uh, so um, we do have a, a very weak uh, presence on Facebook. We we're talking about John doing the the Instagram, which I think is great. And then I, I looked really hard into the uh, into uh, what exactly I've got to do. I've, I've got some website development experience, but um, I haven't really totally started doing it from scratch. Sort of building a website 
website all on my own. I, I've done parts and pieces of them, but um, mm-hmm. I think I've got everything. I think I've got to figure it out how to get into yeah, Word, yeah. WordPress and add my theme and blah blah blah. And so um, that's coming. That's coming pretty quick. So. The the uh, the content creation. The yes. new and original content and or curating and taking existing content and, and reshaping it and molding and putting it out there. That's the thing that's time consuming. It is. Yeah. Then, I mean, obviously, yeah. building the thing is fine. Like, for these videos that I'm trying to make, you know, I've done two of them now. But the second one, I, I don't feel is right. It needs more. But at the same time, I can just let go of that and go like, yeah, fucking good enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's, it's, but, but once I create the thing and then there's a template for it. It's going to follow a convention as far as I see it, right? It's going to be sure. the opening of the show. And, the, the, and I don't know. I just uh, I have ideas all the time for it, and I'm even thinking visually with it for these little videos because I think uh, the YouTube presence would be nice. But I'm going to take one thing at a time. How about I just do one thing? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, it's, it's a challenge. One, one thing's good. It's better than just one, one no, no thing. You know, you got to – what you got to do <laughs> – I laugh at this. Uh, you got to hold yourself accountable. The reason I'm laughing at it because uh, I, I used to uh, when we uh, okay when we started I did more as far as uh, promoting the show and different things and I've been I've been slacking but uh, yeah, the the numbers we we're seeing more people are listening uh, and uh, d- despite the fact that uh, I've been a little lazy about that but we'll, we'll, we're going to hold ourselves a little more accountable at least that's that's the story I'm telling today so the thing about actually making these videos which i haven't i haven't done it where i do it after each episode it's just i've done it twice and and i realize you know you and i have both sort of joked about not being good listeners we don't listen to we don't i don't know how much you listen to the show i've spot checked it but i don't listen to the whole thing it's rare every now and again i'll put it on in the background or it'll like i'm just checking to see what you named it i was like that's a good that's a good title okay cool and then I'm listening for too long, and then I'm realizing, holy shit, I'm listening to myself talk. I'm a douchebag. And then I just turn it off. Like, it's not that I don't mind. But then I realize if I actually listen to it, I might actually, it might actually help. I may improve. I think it, it has to help. Because, you know, you, you hear comedians, you know, talking about uh, they, you know, they want to tape their set. They want to record their set and listen to it afterwards. Uh, and that But some of them don't. I mean, some of them record it, but yeah. won't listen to it. Well, it's it's the it's the hardest thing when you're when you're doing something like this. It's the it's the uh, it's the easiest thing that you could possibly do to improve, and it's also the hardest thing because you go, God, fuck, how did I miss that? He said something, uh, and it just went right over my head. Or why did I take uh, so long to say that? Or cut the fat, you fucking idiot! You know, just spit it out. You know, you feel like you know. But I I actually have I have uh, back when I did stand-up comedy for half a minute back in uh i guess it was 99 2000 i have the i had a micro cassette recorder and i used to record some of my sets yeah uh, i i might i might go into the attic and, and try to find those and then i'll i'll digitize them and we can put them on here and then i'll just just I'll, i should shoot video of me just like like squinting my eyes and like just kind of like no like you're, I can't listen. Were you doing the Seinfeld, you know? Did you ever notice? You know, that kind of No, I don't know what I was doing. I honest, honestly, I do not know. I'm sure it's dated. Right. Uh I'm sure you know how I, I talk about living in you know, my ex wife's pool house and maybe having um uh, put my own dick in my mouth, that kind of thing. I would, sure. I didn't do that stuff. It wasn't like that. It Can, it was more with that back then. No, or? I just you know I I don't know. I, I, I think when anyone's doing, um, you know, trying to find their voice, you know, and, and figure out where they're coming from and their point of view, it's 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 kind of it, it seems scary to talk openly and honestly about yourself. Oh, absolutely. And then there's some people. I was just before you again. You, we before we jumped on here, I was listening to. Uh, uh, actually, I was on YouTube after watching the uh, the live at Daryl's house thing. Um, I don't know how I got onto this, but I was looking at a Bisbee, Arizona city council meeting, uh, an actual city council meeting. There was a woman that was lobbying for. Uh, she thought that Bisbee, Arizona, should uh, continue with. Um, 
well, they should allow at the grocery stores. I guess Bisbee had had a lot of plastic bags at the grocery stores, and she wanted that to be struck down, and that she should be able to get plastic bags at the grocery store. And well, the reason this got on YouTube is because she gave her viewpoint, and then after that, Doug Stanhope, the comedian who lives in Bisbee, he yes. appeared. And got, he was at the city council meeting, and he gave a uh, very raucous uh, counter argument, which was pretty funny. against plastic bags. Uh, he was. He thought that yeah, that there should not be plastic bags. Because, really? Yeah. And he pointed out that nationally uh, there are 472 children every year that suffocate nationally, and uh, the majority of those children do end up suffocating uh, due to some plastic bag in- incident. And he pointed out that since they had struck down the uh, use of plastic bags in business, B, no children had suffocated from uh, plastic bags. So he thought in the uh, in the idea in the in the good spirit of uh, children staying alive that Bisbee should. Right? Of course, he was doing this for he, this was all. Was he doing days. shtick? Was he being? And he was part shtick, and he was just yeah. He was yeah. He was trying to yeah. I don't know. Who, who That's knows a. What but yeah. yeah, it's one of those huh. things. But he, he reason I bring that up is that uh, Stanhope is very big on talking about the most personal things that just I oh yeah hear him do that and I'm like God I don't understand how you can be so just flat out just you know he is he's got this schizophrenic woman that he's been uh, significant other with although they don't have sex because he's basically uh, he's about well, he's like 40 years old and he's drank so much that he's basically impotent uh, and he talks about all this stuff uh, with the greatest detail I'm like who who, who I we all have peccadilloes. We all have things that are very personal that uh, would be probably, whether we want to admit it or not, would probably, um, I think they'd be of interest to people. Some Maybe they'd bore the shit out of some people, but I think a lot of that stuff that's really that personal to people, that's, you know, that's kind of stuff people want to hear sometimes. But uh, do you want to share that? Do you want other people in your life to know that you've shared stuff because you can't just share it about you that's always involved right. somebody it, it, else. It's very challenging. Like, yeah, I want right. to talk about Kylie today and, I, and like, uh, a few things, and and it's challenging for me. She, that's my 14-year-old daughter. She's yeah. starting her freshman year of high school uh, in two weeks. And and I'm, like, I'm going back and forth because she opened up to me, and, and I, I even though she doesn't listen to this and may never want to listen to it, I'm like, I, I, I don't. No, like I'm so, on the fence about some of it, right? So, I'm, what what did you yeah. open up about? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I, you're I not going to get me this time, Colin. Flynn. I want to know. Yeah, I like to talk and share things, we but can, even we last week, edit, we can edit this. We no, edit we don't this. edit anything. We don't. <laughs> I've edited. Yeah, like, you pushed out some stuff to Twitter. I've edited two videos, and they've taken like four to six hours. We're not editing shit. We're not editing shit. <laughs> if if we start editing this podcast, it will end. Yes, we'll be like, so, do yeah, It's like what? I got to edit. Fuck <laughs> yeah, that. No yeah, way. I'm not doing that. So you don't, you're not going to share with us sir, this deep personal I, I, father. I, know, I may, moment. I may, I may, I may have jumped the gun on this. Maybe right. I don't know. What was we talking? What, what was we talking about? We, what was I we think, talking about? Yeah. So my daughter Kylie, <laughs> I'm going to tell the story, but I'm going to tell it like this, <laughs> and it's going to take us. It's, it's going to take me four to five minutes to tell a story about my daughter Kylie. Wait a minute. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> well. Kylie, Kylie was a 14-year-old white girl. I was a daddy, and I'm not doing this. It's, I've, you know what? This is not my fault. This is not my fault. <laughs> it's Alexa's fault because Alexa's a racist. Did you know this? Alexis is? No, no, not Alexis. Alexa. Alexa. She's racist. <laughs> Alexa, say number one in Japanese. I don't Alexa, what is number one in Japanese? Number one in Japanese is... Number one. Did you hear that? She says, number one. Now, I just learned this at a friend of Kylie's parents' house, and uh, she says, number one. But she said, is that how you say it? If anyone speaks Japanese and knows, please, please tell me. Because apparently Siri does the same thing. Listen... Here, wait. Hey Siri. John. Hey Siri. I'm here. How do you say number one in Japanese? Siri, are you there? (laughs) She can't hear you. She didn't fucking answer. Hey Siri. What's up? How do you say number one in Japanese? 
This is, this is great. This is really working out. So, All right, after one year, we're going to have to edit. All right. <laughs> she says Nambawan, too. Um, all right, so uh, uh, Kylie uh, Kylie went to uh, her freshman orientation today. And, all right, she uh, enjoyed that. She have an enjoyable day with the orientation. No, she didn't love it. She didn't love it. Um, she was a uh, little bit. She thought it was the school was kind of dark and dank and not really nice. And uh, yeah, that's I didn't cool, necessarily disagree. <laughs> I didn't necessarily disagree with her. Is she going went, to the uh, school of uh, marine biology? That uh, no, no, know? she is not going to that. There's uh, there are two schools here in the town of Middletown. I know that I say that I live in Red Bank, but the yeah. Red Bank is the next town over. But it's my mailing address. Right. Okay. It's my ex-wife's mailing address. Uh, but it's the town of Middletown. There are two high schools, North and South. Okay. And South is arguably better than North. Better in sports better class of kids or that's what people in this town think it's um, so it's less diverse is that what you're saying it's a no white, not necessarily no <laughs> well no, well about? i think they get better drugs at, at south mm-hmm. than they do at i'm not really sure but so, okay. so this whole thing it starts so it's like i wake up and i have to drive cameron to the high school because cameron's a junior and he's on the marching band team on the marching band and the marching band is going to pe- play as the cheerleaders like do cheers as the f- new freshmen come in totally dorky that is. but uh, so what's he playing in the marching band he plays uh saxophone oh saxophone that's right yeah okay. yeah saxophone so so uh so i drop him off and uh, it only takes seven to ten minutes to drive to the school drop him off and i come back then i pick up kylie i drop her off for nine o'clock then i go home get dressed take a shower you take a shower get dressed and all that and then i have to go back and pick up kylie cameron at 10. Then I go back home. So, and then I go to the school at like 11.30 for the 11.45 a.m. parent orientation. So it's freshman parent orientation. Did, so now uh, the, doors don't, the doors don't open up right away. Did her so mom go to all, the orientation too? I'm sorry. No, her mom was working. Her okay. mom was working in Manhattan. So, right. so now I walk, and I haven't been involved. In middle school, I wasn't involved at all. Even when, when Cameron was in high school, he goes to uh, a school that's at the Monmouth Vocational. It's like a, a Monmouth Vocational School District, and it's like high-end engineering medical schools and whatever. And there are only a total of 300 students in the entire student body, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, 75 per class. And actually, Cameron, I think, only has 67 at this point going into his junior year because a few kids dropped out. So... Um, so it's just a smaller school, whatever. Kylie's incoming freshman class, the class of 2022, I believe they have 404 students. It's not. It's a pretty sizable, you know, class, and yeah. that's one of two public high schools here. Right. So you pretty much can double that. It's a it's a town of about 70,000 people, Middletown. So anyway, so uh, uh, what was it? so so uh, so I'm not too involved, but I wanted to go to this thing. I wanted to sort of embrace it, understand. I've not spent a lot of time inside the school. I've been to football games. I took photos for the marching band last year, and it's not organized really well for the parent uh, orientation. So we're all waiting outside, and I and I go through all these people that are out chatting, and I go right inside the school. And they're not letting security's not letting the parents into the lobby. Like I didn't want to ask any other parents. It was pretty obvious they're going to let us know when they when we can go in. So I'm in this. It's not the lobby, but in be, like outside, there's like a little alcove with glass doors and they're closed. And there are about 20 people inside of there. And there's this family, what appears to be a mother, a father, and four children. They look like they're all part of the same family. And the children are there's like a three year old. Like a six-year-old, like a nine-year-old, and like a twelve-year-old, and they have this little tiny, like Nerf-type football that's orange, and it says Lions on it. So it's the Middletown High School North Lions, Lion Pride, whatever. And these kids are throwing this tiny little football, and I don't know if you know how a, a little—it's uh, shaped like a football—how it would bounce. You know, if you had a round ball, it would go against the wall and it would bounce right back at you. Not little kids throwing a little football. It's bouncing around and hitting other parents. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, who are these people? I don't want to tell them how to parent. I don't mind if this hit me. It came to me a few times, and I wanted to step on it. And I wanted to just step on it and have a little kid fucking cry. I was so fucking, I'm like, so, and I'm thinking to myself. Just kick it. Like, I'm like, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Like, the dad's on his phone. 
the mom's like three feet away from the dad by herself leaning up against the wall like they don't want to fucking be there okay i get it your kid's gonna be a freshman at the school so in my mind they've got at least five kids i'm like these fucking white trash brady bunch motherfuckers fucking parent your children okay is you got to find a fine balance between allowing children to be children and being a fucking responsible adult and respectful of other people it hit so it, it hits this lady in the shoulder lady doesn't say anything she maybe rolls her eyes the mom's the, the yells at the kid a little bit but and then sheepishly apologizes apologizes to the lady i'm like are you fucking kidding me like just reprimand your kid like stop telling them Talk to, to her, stop yeah. throwing the fucking football it's hitting other people and actually take the fucking football away and if the fucking kid throws a fucking tantrum take them the fuck outside like what the so i was so annoyed finally i just walked out of here and i walked outside and then i was like and then i just went off <laughs> to someone else and then was talking about them being white trash just but it was, it's just like it, so it's it's not necessarily diverse but it is Again, that is a one of those moments where, you know, you like when you're traveling with your kids on a plane, you fucking parent your children and you realize that you're in a shared space and that there was plenty of room outside and there's plenty of grass outside that the kids could have been throwing their fucking football around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot just, of parents that don't. It's right, but I don't I, like, I don't want to tell I don't want to come like listen, we're all in the same space. It's a little hot outside. We're all waiting. We all have to go to this thing. And I don't want to be an asshole. And I don't want to tell someone how they should parent. But it's like if fucking the guy who fucking shit in his hand while drunk recording his podcast and is a fucking asshole and, and said that he wished some pregnant lady this is me I'm talking about here you know has a miscarriage like i don't really wish that if this guy knows how to behave in public you should be able to behave in public in a similar way you know, like i shouldn't be the responsible guy i shouldn't be the guy that knows better so when all this was going on was this uh what painted the uh the picture for kylie she's thinking this place is this is a well wreck. no she was already inside she was at the studio a oh. student orientation okay. oh she's you know, so okay. it wasn't until after the fact that i talked to kylie where she said i didn't really like it it didn't i don't know it was kind of dark yeah. and it was like, it's not nice and i'm like and again i didn't see the school and i wasn't walking around the school but i kind of felt the same way and and then then, then even like when we walked in it was like like the the sound system was shitty, and there was this um, assistant principal or teacher that had the microphone. He looked like he was probably in his early thirties, like not a small guy, not a fat guy, but he's wearing like a, like a tan, cream-colored suit, and he's fine. He holds the microphone. Why he's not speaking up and telling the parents to be a little bit more quiet and to take their seats is beyond me. Like it's it's like when you're getting on a plane. The plane doesn't take off until everyone's sitting down. Well, the presentation doesn't start until you shut the fuck up and take a seat, right? I don't think any of that stuff works, though. I really don't. We like this the school that uh, it's a mm. middle school that we we are, both girls have gone to. Tori knows, and uh, she's into high school. But uh, the middle school that Zoe's in now and that uh, Tori went through. Um, okay, first off, nice windfall this year because they just announced that uh, at the middle school level that the uh, school has been designated uh, free lunch and free breakfast. All, all students get free okay. lunch and free breakfast because huh. they've got a percentage that's high enough of disadvantaged uh, children there that um, they don't, what it basically comes down to is they don't want kids feeling bad because they're um, they're getting free lunch and the other kids wow. are So everybody gets free lunch and breakfast, which is great because that'll save us like six a month but that said okay wow. this school this school um would have at the at the beginning of okay at the beginning of a lot of the the events that happen orchestra band stuff like that musical performances things that happen right. at night they have the principal would say uh she's not there anymore the one that was there last year they've replaced her with another one but anyway um she would get up before this and she would give a speech about um i don't want any hooping and hollering and i don't want any blah 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 and if there are we've got a police officer and she would go through this whole big thing about um basically telling parents to behave and to shut the fuck up mm-hmm didn't make a difference. Not a hill of beans worth of difference. They they as soon as their kid's name was up there, whoop 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 whoop, and they're oh, making all you know. Um, and uh, it's just yeah, it, they they didn't listen to her one little bit, and nobody nobody cared. And unless they had to get really raucous before the police officer would would actually walk down the aisle and say, "Hey, shut up, or I'm taking you out." And occasionally that did happen. There were there was a couple times where um, where there were some parents that got. Uh, 
got drug out, but uh, do, people, they will not, they don't give a shit. They, they, they look at and they tell their kids is the worst part. They tell their kids, not only do I not give a shit, you should not give a shit either because they can't do anything. Colin, it's, I don't like rules. I really don't. But I, I don't. I fucking hate most rules. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm okay with certain rules of the road and driving, not just because I drive for an almost living, but because it keeps us safe. But I think that people should still be civil and, and respectful, right, to a certain degree, right? You have, and, and, and that's a situation where you should, like, for the most part, be respectful with uh, law enforcement until they tell you otherwise, but also realize that they have the upper hand. Um, you know, when you're in a school, okay, maybe you didn't do well in school. Maybe you didn't like school, but what the fuck? Like, seriously, you're here. You came to this orientation. Nobody made you come to this orientation as a parent. Nobody had a gun to your head and said you had to go to this, right? You can go on the website and get the information and do whatever you want to do. You didn't have to send your kid to the orientation, but you did. Now you're here. Shut the fuck up and listen. So at one point, you have all the kids in, in, in the auditorium and the parents, and the kids aren't moving up, even though teachers are asking them to move up because they're sitting with their friends and they're not listening. They're not paying that. And I really wanted to get up and say, I really want to say, and I, I can um, speak very loudly. I'm not shy. But I'm like, don't do this. Don't do that. No, it's not your business. Shut the fuck up. You're going to embarrass your daughter. She's gonna, it's going to be a traumatic. She's in here somewhere. I don't see her. But it's going to be Who's that guy with the, you know, I've got like a mustache right now and a fucking soul patch and I'm like fucking crazy hair and a man bun. Like, don't fucking do that, right? Stood up and but said, it was shut the fuck up, everybody. But, but it was mind boggling to me. It's like, who the fuck are these people? If they can't get, like, you can't get parents, you can't get children to shut the fuck up. Like, just listen, we're here. This thing, anyway, it, so that kind of put me off a little bit. So the thing ends, or we think the thing ends, after the principal does her little presentation, and now the kids get dismissed because there's an ice cream truck outside and all the kids are going to get free ice cream, whatever. And, you know, they'd already gotten their Chromebooks and whatever information packets they were given. Right. And, and so now they're leaving and a lot of parents left. But it wasn't over. There was more. So, okay, so I'm just waiting because I'm like, I don't like, I'm not going to get out of my seat until it, it you know, funnels out and there's yeah. room. Like, why, what am I to stand in the aisle, like, all crowded next to people? I'm just, I'm just waiting. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, the thing's still going on. So I move up all the way to the very front row. Principal continues, and now she is introducing other people. There was a guy in the front row about seven seats away from me. His phone rings. <laughs> he picks up his phone. He answers it. He's having a full-on fucking conversation while fucking the, the fucking guidance counselor is talking about, like, drug addiction and, like, mental health stuff. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, are you fucking for real? Like, I'm, I want to tell him, like, find out who that guy's kid is and you'll understand. When the kid is disrespectful, what the fuck is that bullshit? Would you yeah. take a fucking phone call sitting in the front row during a fucking presentation for your kid's school? People, yeah, I don't know. It's there's there's yeah, there's a lot of that goes on. You're gonna have to you got to decide. Who? Yeah, how far but, can but, they but, go? I mean, it's one thing to have your phone in your lap if you're not in the front row and like texting and whatever. That's cool. Sending a dick pic here and there. I get that. That's not. That's fine. <laughs> that's totally normal. However. Uh, you're taking a phone call? It didn't seem like a life and death situation, guy. No, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've seen so much of it. It's like you don't even, yeah. And it's how you know people? The people don't want to adult. They they really don't. And uh, I suck at adulting. I live in my ex-wife's pool house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I know you don't take a fucking phone call into school, and I fucking hate rules. My dad was a Marine, and I fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, I'm I, was, yeah. I was beside myself. I'm like, are you fucking good? Yeah. My, my neighbor so, across the street, uh, Scott, the, yeah. the, beer, the beer guy, he's got, uh, uh, now he, he keeps adding, somehow they keep adding dogs. And now he's gotten into this situation where he, okay, he's got two autistic kids that are um, fairly. You uh, say autistic dogs. I was no, like, well, awesome. I think, well, okay, it could be. I don't know if there is such a thing, but two kids, uh, one's highly autistic, one's. Uh, somewhat functioning, but the, neither one of them are. They're, they're very autistic. I guess put it that way. Um, highly autistic. Is that how you say? I don't even know. Fuck. Um, if you say how, very autistic, it sounds like artistic almost. And anyway, um, 
they've got the his mother-in-law has uh, Alzheimer's she's in the house two kids that are, have autism uh, his wife is there um, she uh, about a year ago was uh, diagnosed as having enough uh, depression issues that she got on some pretty hardcore medication and she quit working uh, so she's not working. So he's the, he, he leaves in the morning and everybody else is running around. And then with the, I think they've got, I'm pretty sure now the number they've got is five dogs. I have four. I can't complain. Our dogs, yeah, yeah. Are, our dogs, well, I can complain because I'm going to right now. Our dogs, <laughs> we, we, you know, I'm not saying they never bark, but they're never, ever unattended and barking outside. They, when I, you know, when they, they, even if it's cold as fuck or whatever, hot as hell, cold as fuck. Um, I, they're outdoors. I'm uh, standing out there or somebody's standing out there with them and keeping track of what's going on. If they try to go batshit crazy about something, somebody's yelling at them and their barking is stopped. You know, it's like, okay, psh, knock it off. And they know. Uh, but across the street over here, they've decided that they're just going to put the, they're going to put the fucking uh, dogs out at like seven o'clock in the morning, a little before or something like that. And they leave them out there like for a, a long enough that they, they're going crazy. They're barking like nuts. They're having all kinds. Of, it's just, it's like crazy house over there. And, uh, so I'm thinking to myself, all right, do I go over and knock on the door and say, Hey, you gotta, you know, it would be really nice if you could you know, shut your dogs up. Some, some nice way to say that. Would it make a difference? I've met them all and I don't think it would make a difference. I, I think, uh, I'm not sure they would listen to me. So then what would be the next step? Okay. In adulting. Okay. I could yell and get mad at them and see if that works, but I don't think so. Um, then the next step is obviously calling the police or calling animal control, calling somebody and, and uh, rat, ratting yeah. on them. Do I want to rat on them and have them know that I'm the rat? Or do I just want to go directly to ratting and that it's, it's anonymous, uh, the way that it works in the city. They don't know who made the call. Um, I feel like I should talk to them directly. Of but, course. But I also, like I said, I feel like it's not going to do you're, any good. You're not hopeful. I'm not hopeful that it's going to do any good. And then I got to go to rat um, mode. And then if I go, I might as well just go straight to rat mode. And they don't know who the hell the rat is. Is, is kind of where I'm at with I, it right now. That it's, well, it's, someone ratted on me for a dog barking. Did they? Yeah. Really? I'm fucking angry about it, too. I was living in the apartment. <laughs> yeah? You had yeah. a dog in the apartment that barked? It wasn't my dog. It was my ex ex girlfriend's oh, you, dog. Oh, you kept it. Now, was, okay, so was were you unattended for quite a while with a dog? Was the dog racing? Maybe, around maybe an hour and a half, but the dog is a, it, very yappy, and it doesn't like and it jumps up, and it's jumping against the door, and it's a little crazy. Yeah. See, I'm not going to do anything on a one-time only thing. If it, well, yeah, this is this is a this is going on for a while. Well, this this is a one-time only thing, and I got a phone call from the ma- woman from the management company for the fucking apartment complex, Karen. Right. There are only six apartments in this in my building when I was still living in Red Bank. It was three on the ground floor on the first floor and three on the second floor. So I had one neighbor to my right, left, upstairs. Yeah. There was a dude... It was a heavy set uh, black fellow went to the University of Pennsylvania. I saw. Well, that's what the sticker was on his car, and I don't know. He walked. He had a tiny little dog, and he used to walk his tiny little dog, and he was always on the phone, and he held his he held his dog out, and his. Okay, try to picture that you're holding. I'm very um, exaggerated in my impression of this guy. His butt's out, and he's doing this. He's like, let me just say, he had a girlfriend, but. I don't seemed know little, about this little, guy. Little gay, Listen, no, it wasn't because of the tiny dog. But what really bothered me about this guy, he wasn't very nice or very friendly. And I'm not saying he should be my best friend. He doesn't have to say hi to me all every day. But it was like no acknowledgement. Like, our doors were adjacent to one another in like a little corner. So if you were both showing up, if you both came home at the same time, you'd have to one would have to yield to the other. Right? And sure. you have to be like, you'd have to wait till the other person opens up their door. To, yes. Hey, yeah. you know, my door opens to the left, theirs opens to the right, and boom. Once you're inside, it's fine. Never had an issue with music or anything like that. I don't think he ever had a complaint with me and my music or whatever. But I spoke to Karen, who was uh, worked for the management company for this building, and she said, you have a dog, and the dog's been barking for days, and this. And I'm like, Karen, I have none. Yeah. And she didn't tell me who it was, but I knew who it was. What bothered me was, even though he doesn't know me, he could have talked to me. 
He could have said something, but maybe he was afraid. Maybe I'm a cra- I do have crazy eyes. I have to say that. I do have if there was an if, if there was something I could do to get like surgery to remove my crazy eyes, I would do it. Probably, I don't know if there are contact lenses, if anyone out there is in the, you know, cosmetic ophthalmology world, help a brother out here. Um, he probably had heard you doing that blues guy voice that you were coming in the house going, hey, no doggy he, love me. He'd be like, I lo- doggy, we're going to talk, re- we're going to bark real loud tomorrow. Okay. You know, he'd be like, I'm a racist. Start- That's why he didn't well, talk to me. Yes, you are. Absolutely. Because <laughs> right. when, when you started that story, you said, um, this, you said this black guy. There's this black, he was this black guy. Black fellow. Okay. When... When white people, when Caucasians, uh, yeah. when, when we tell stories, uh, very often we, we will throw in that detail. He was a black guy. He was a brother. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we, we will never say is, yeah, we're telling a story. And we go, yeah, so this white guy. We never, we never no, say I, are guy. you fucking kidding me? But always. No, but nobody I says. I always do. You always say it's a white guy. I don't think anybody, in the, nobody actually white or black ever says it's a white guy. It's, I, it's a I'm, white guy. I'm the exception to that. I always refer, always refer I'll be to like, race white dude. Time yeah, you're telling a story. When, when I'm every every time I'm telling a story, white guy. I'm he like. Slightly Jewish, a little bit. I'm not sure. He may have had a little bit of uh, Eastern European something thrown in there. I couldn't Look, I've seen his 23 and me. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, nobody ever says really that white guy though. If if it's because uh, white people aren't going to say that white guy, and if black people are telling a story, they're going to say, "Yeah, it was a white boy. It was a white boy, no, I, not a white guy. It's a white boy." <laughs> whenever I call a client, it's the first time I'm ever picking them up at the airport. I yeah. describe myself: I'm a white guy. A white like boy. I'll say it straight up: I'm a white guy with like a man bun and Warby Parker glasses. I'm a 47 year old hipster with like a white beard, whitish, grayish, brownish, salt and pepper beard, and boom, or whatever it yeah. is. I'm always up about. That. Say boy, you say I'm a white boy, I'm a hipster white boy, and then that might, I don't know, that'll, that'll make you more, you'll be more woke. Listen, yeah. I struggle with it. My point is that this fucking motherfucker, may, it, it, it really it kind of bothered me. Like, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel it with this guy, like, ever. Like, I was like, what, what, what's your dad, so, each other? He was yeah. right for ratting on you. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I guy. I, I'm not, on one time, I will definitely give somebody the, the, you know, benefit few, of the doubt. Yeah, benefit of the doubt. And I'll go a few, sure. t- few, few times that sort of thing, and, and think about it. this whole thing. Crusty uh, bit's going on for a long fucking time, and I'm, I'm just about it, Mike. But how long has yeah. this been going on with these dogs? He's got five dogs. Has he had the five dogs uh, for a long time? It was a couple, and now he's increased it for some fucking reason. I don't know where these dogs came from, but I'd say the multiple dog thing has been going on for a, a couple of months, at least two or three. Now, was it a big deal? Uh, the only time I really notice it is if if okay so if it's hot and we've got the air conditioning on you you don't you don't have the windows open you don't hear it as much. Uh, the last few mornings have been really nice and so we've had the air conditioning off window open and at like before seven o'clock in the morning there's there's like dogs going batshit crazy and uh, I don't want to fucking wake up that early. It's like you know you do something. nor should you have to. Yeah, nor should I have to. So yeah, whatever. No, no, so if you fuck have these people, god damn it, and their fucking cell phones at the fucking uh, parent teacher <laughs> fucking parent teacher the parent yeah, fucking orientation, like orientation shit yeah i've seen it i've seen it all I've yeah crazy I know. It's, it's, so it's just been it's just been a kind of nutty week i'm exhausted from work and everything and i'm get this orientation and had to drive to that school like yeah. 17 times today and then well, you know kylie had lice the other night that was fun that was exciting yeah, yeah. Did, okay i could have given you the i hope you well here's the thing okay not what? The, okay um did she did you buy some like caustic treatment one of those rid type things or whatever did you buy those yes so the order of so okay so uh, when was the last time we did this all right I, I can t- I can tell you not the show or you did this or the what? show. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? I don't know. I don't know. When was the last time we did the show? When did we, we do it? So. Sunday. I Sunday. I don't know. Fuck three, four. Three, I really four. don't remember. Yeah. Oh, we did it Sunday, but Sunday. we did it early. We yeah. did it stupid early. Right, because I had the dumb fucking. I had to be awake at two a.m. on Monday morning. Yes. Um. So yeah, we got that. That's why I don't remember. Uh, um. So it, I ended up so. Uh, Monday got crazy for me, and I was going to go pick up Kylie, who was in uh, suburban Philadelphia with my cousin's family. So her, Kylie's 14, her cousin Josie's 10. She was out there for the weekend hanging out with Josie because Josie's going back to school uh tomorrow thursday so uh everything was cool and it was like great i ended up driving her all the way out there rather than meeting them halfway instead of you know so i drove the entire hour and a half drop her off i wait because i had a pickup at the philadelphia airport perfect i'm gonna get paid 
to drive my daughter mm-hmm. to her cousin's house. Awesome. That's Friday night. Now I'm going to pick her up on Monday morning because guess what? I'm picking up someone local to me and driving them to the Philadelphia airport at 5.30 in the morning. This is awesome. I'm going to get paid to pick up my daughter. Well, that guy cancels because he's an asshole. Selfish fucking prick. Indian dude. Yeah. Fucking Indian dude. You know what I mean? Black dude with a little kidding. dog. <laughs> white dude. I should have said white dude. White, white dude. He's a white Total. Oh, what a, no, so anyway, so, so that guy cancels. I'm like, fuck. So now I've got to figure it out. Now I'm scrambling some. But now my my boss, the guy, he doesn't want to do the 3.30 a.m. pickup, the 5.30 a.m. pickup. So he gives those to me. And I just said yes. I'm like, oh, fuck. How's Kylie going to get home? Her mom works in the city. Fucking shit. She's got dance on Monday. Ah, oh, fuck. So now on Sunday night... I gotta pick her up. I gotta drive, and I pick just you know I have to drive an hour and a half, forty-five minutes out, forty-five minutes back. My cousin meets me, whatever. I don't get home back until eight. I'm like, fuck! I gotta wake up in like fucking four hours. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. It just sucks, whatever. So anyway, everything's fine. Monday, long day. Monday night, I'm in the pool house, in my bed, and Kylie calls me up, and she's crying. <laughs> She's freaking yeah, out. She's like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And Kylie mumbles on the phone. Okay. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know how she holds the phone. It's hard to hear. Her. It's really frustrating. And I'm like, Kylie, what's going on? Calm down. Please calm down. I'm like, I realize that she's a 14 year old girl. I don't know what's going on. It's bugs. It's bugs all over. She's freaking the fuck out. I'm like, okay. All right, all right. She sends me a picture. It's a picture of her blanket, but it's out of focus. The flash went off, whatever. Apparently, she's trying to show me these bugs that are on her blanket. Don't see anything. Then she sends me a picture. I mean, a video. A video of her blanket and a bug, and she thinks it's a flea. And the bug's on there. There's a fucking bug. And apparently there's more than one. And she's freaking out. And the video is short. It's only like three seconds. And it's like, and the following text is like, I'm scared. And the video is so creepy. It's like, you see the bug. You don't see anything at first. It's overexposed. And then you see the bug. It's an insect of some sort. And she's just like, I'm scared. Video ends. It's so ominous. I'm like, holy shit. But I'm so fucking tired, and I don't want to go down the stairs, and I don't want to go in the house, and I don't want to wake up my ex-wife, and Cameron's going to sleep, and he has to work the next morning. So I tried to hang up. I was literally going to hang up on her because I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, I'm going to be an asshole. I'm going to freak the fuck out, and I'm not going to help the situation. Sorry, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. I'm sorry. I I didn't, but I didn't (laughs) hang up. Next thing you know, she woke up Cameron, and she woke up her mom. And I'm hearing her crying and freaking out. And then I hear her mom's like, Kylie, go back to sleep. Kylie, go back to sleep. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go back to sleep. Finally, I just gave up and I walked in the house. So Andrea really wanted to go back to sleep. Cameron's like, now it's Cameron's birthday because Cameron turned 16 on Tuesday, the 21st of August. And it's after midnight. So I'm like, hi, Cameron. Happy birthday. He's like, this is the best birthday ever. (laughs) It's like... She is shaking. Kylie hates insects. She hates bugs. She's freaking out. Oh so I'm like, so she thought there were fleas. It turns out it was lice. It wasn't one. Kylie's got a long hair yeah, down to like the there. middle, the middle of her back. It's thick and yeah. curly. And there wasn't one. There wasn't two. We're talking like 12, 14 gotta be, gotta adults, be. knits, the whole thing. And this doesn't happen. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, Kylie, calm down, calm down. You're going to come into the pool house. You're going to take a shower. You're going to wash your hair, the whole thing. I've only been through this once when the kids were in elementary school, and I remember it sucking. I remember it just really being a pain in the ass, getting the rid, the shampoo, you know, and like, and then taking this little, like, fine tooth comb, mm-hmm. like, which, you know, you get the knits out. The you just comb, like the, the, yeah. the, the, right, it's a knit comb because it has the fucking, the, 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 um, the lice have, little eggs and and they look they almost look like dandruff and then when you get them in the comb you realize they're a little bit darker they're not white or they look like sesame seeds so it's fucking disgusting and takes forever and with little kids it's harder because it hurts their head right so you've got a section the hair it's a whole fucking thing so so i'm not at that point now and kylie's 14 as much as she hates the bug i'm like kylie just take it and then she she takes the shower and she says like there were like six of them i don't know if they're all out i'm like okay okay so then uh, sit her on a chair. I get a regular comb. I'm brushing out her hair, the whole thing. 
and then it just gets to a point where we're like, all right, there's a 24-hour drugstore right in the next town over a Walgreens. So in Red Bank, and it's like a three-minute drive. So I said, Kylie, get put on some, you know, she puts on some pajamas and some slides, and she, you know, we go over there, and we we get the we get the thing, we get the rid, and it's a three. There are three things in there. There's the the rid shampoo. It's the generic kind, but it's still the same active ingredient. Then there's some sort of gel that you use, the knit comb, and then there's the spray to kill like mites, fleas, bed bugs, and and you know lice. Yeah. That's for stuff that you can't wash, so you spray it. And I'm telling you, it, it uh, for the next, like, it didn't, so the whole thing, the real-time duration wasn't nearly as long as it's taking me to tell this, but it was pretty fucking long, you know. Um, and, you know, I didn't get to sleep until, like, fucking 3.30 in the morning, and it was exhausting, and she was exhausted. She finally gave up, you know, and it's like, it's, you know, you, she's starting her freshman year of, of high school. and yes. and she gets lice like that's not how you want to start your freshman year of high school you don't want anyone to know about it and yeah. and so it's been a and it so it turns out that um the next morning i ended up calling my cousin to let he and his wife know that hey she slept over your house you lice. might want to check the kids yeah kylie has lice so they went to are you familiar with iFly? do you know what that is no so iFly is indoor skydiving, right? So they've got like um, oh, that like clear yeah. glass like booth yeah. where they've got some sort of like wind thing that yeah, I've seen it pushes you up into right, yeah. right. So you've got the you have to wear like that sort of like the parachute sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. baggy outfit yeah. and a helmet and goggles. And then there's an instructor that holds you and keeps you and in the, place yeah, so that you yeah. can like rate you know, you can go from like being like Six foot in the air to about like sixteen feet, not sixteen, but like you 10, got 12 maybe feet. ten. Yeah, right, 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 maybe yeah. ten. And it's really awesome. It's only yeah. a few minutes, but it's really awesome. But the thing is, you have to wear a helmet, right? Right. So, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, yeah, she goes to dance. She hasn't had any sleepovers. She's not in elementary school. Like it's not like she's laying down taking a nap next to some other kid, and it's weird. Like, where the fuck did she get lice? She's wearing a helmet. She said that they, they spray the helmet. Now, I don't know for a fact that she got it from iFly. Right. But she said they spray it with uh, iFly. And it's a busy Saturday night that she went. Mm-hmm. And she was there at like 9 o'clock at night. They're not, these kids that are working there cleaning the helmets aren't doing a thorough job. No, no way. Really, yeah, no. And then when I called my cousin, she called back. Her daughter, the 10-year-old, they found two in her hair. Come okay. on. It's got to, in my mind, it's got to be the place, you know. If you get an athlete's foot after bowling, came from the bowling shoes, you know. <laughs> Even though that's not athletic. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, here's what I would so, say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, it uh, probably did come from there. Uh, it didn't, you know, um, it's, it, it, I don't know where lice came from. It, there was a period of time where nobody had lice, and then all of a sudden they've, they've showed up. So It's like a peanut allergy. Uh, blame the fucking, uh, I don't know, blame the Jews. No. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that's more racist <laughs> that than Alexa racist. saying Namba Wan or me right. saying the black guy, the, right. the gay was, black guy with the tiny little sorry. talk. That was wrong, and I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Iowa, but, more <laughs> racist than New Jersey. <laughs> um, anecdotal, anecdotal. Yes. I, there are plenty of racists here in New so, Jersey. So, uh, let me give you let me give you a tip. Should there be any sort of flirt? Because sometimes it can <laughs> pro come tip. Back. Pro tip. Should it come back? Uh, if you take the hair and the scalp and thoroughly cover and coat it with olive oil just standard regular yeah if you douse it really hard uh and saturate your scalp and your hair with olive oil and put a towel around your head and leave it overnight they will ch- it strangles them out the chokes them and they're gone you don't all have right to use any so the, you don't have to use any of the caustic shit your hair okay afterwards, i got it okay your, your hair afterwards will be mm-hmm. you know it takes a while to of course rinse out a lot of olive oil right. but it will look yep. you know it's it actually probably looks pretty good for you're you, right you know, uh, essential oils olive oil tea tree oil they don't like them they don't they don't strive right, in right. it and so i got it so basically the the remedy for uh lice and he- head lice would be to become a towel head a towel head. That's right. 
Just want to say this is a very special episode. One year in, John and Colin are racist. They both get or really more racist than you would even thought. Really super racist. Um, speaking of race, so um, <laughs> that black dude that's on the on the Allstate commercial, you're in good hands with Allstate. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy from he was the president on uh, on 24 before. Yeah, yeah. He was the president on 24 before Obama was the president. Yeah, yeah that guy. I love that guy. See, yeah, he's racist. good. I'm not racist. I love that guy. He's a black black dude. <laughs> I don't. You don't have a black friend. I watched the TV show. I love that commercial with the black guy. <laughs> I a, I, there's a black guy I like on TV. He's, he doesn't come over to my house. We never have dinner together. Yeah, no, no. We, but I love that guy in that commercial. He's the best. That voice. Oh my God, Morgan Freeman. He's my favorite. He's like you. Be, <laughs> basically, what we're saying after one year, eighty-two shows, is that John Craig and Colin Flynn are woke. Woke hey, AF. Woke <laughs> That's AF. right. So I'm watching the Allstate commercial. Yeah, with with that dude that I like, whatever the fuck his name is. That I I don't know. know. I'm gonna look him up because I, you know what, I, he has a name. He he's not a crazy rich Asian though. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. the movie, but hold on. Yeah. Yeah, there was some show uh-huh. with. There was. Now I think about it. There was some show where they were. Uh, he he played like a. Uh, there was like this army unit guys. They were like the SEAL team guys, and he was head of the SEAL team. That was good too. Uh, he he's got a great name too. What is it? By the way. I Googled it. What do you think I used to Google to find out who this guy was? Black, Google's a black dude. Also. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Racist Colin actor, did favorite actor. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I just, no quotes. Allstate actor 24. Boom. Okay. First result, Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert. See, what like a nick. I like yeah. this guy. He's got a, yeah. he's got a great name. Um, so I'm watching the commercial, the Allstate commercial, and they've got, and there's this commercial <laughs> And he's in an intersection uh, in an easy chair, and he's doing his Allstate thing. And the, uh-huh. this, this car comes by on two wheels and, and just misses him. You know, and Of course, this is probably, I'm sure this is CGI stuff. Yep. But um, I had this moment where I thought, John Craig is a driver. John Craig needs to go to driving school, and he needs to learn some of this drive on two stunt wheels. Stunt driving? Stunt driving. You should be a stunt driver. Because if you're, you're already driving, you already got your, you can already say, I am a professional driver. I get paid to drive, so I think the next. You, I already tried to get you to do to do you know the heist thing, the caper thing. I tried to. Yeah, <laughs> That's so, right. I, I was the getaway driver. I think <laughs> yeah, would be more yeah. lucrative than what you're doing now. Not that it matters. Yeah. You know, you should do what you like, like what you do. Uh, and if that's you know if that's the case, that's fine. Not mine. I I, I have a uh, questionable moral compass, but I draw the line in certain places. But just think if you were going to driving school and a stunt driver, and you could drive on two wheels, and you had, you know, some kind of a situation where you had uh, Evan's mom Bonnie as as an example in the vehicle, and you decided, right? You yes, know, I'm gonna show Bonnie a good time tonight. We're just gonna. <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna. You say, Bonnie, we'll be like Thelma and Louise. We'll be like Thelma and Louise. Yeah, yeah. Tighten up your seatbelt, Bonnie, because yep. we're going for a ride. It's it's going to be fun. So you, and then you just pop it up and drive. So when my future son-in-law Evan, who's a line producer on uh, some TV shows, when he um, had his house built down here, um, in, down by the beach, uh, about half an hour away from me, um, I met a guy who was actually who did stunt driving. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like I literally have a connection to a guy that that's what he does. Jumping or two wheels or all, all kinds of all crazy that. whatever. I don't know. He's like he's got a stunt driving school. I met a guy in Cal- when I was in California that uh, we uh, okay. So I was living in uh, Malibu for a while. I've, I've talked about that and uh, met this guy that uh, did he, the original thing was. Um, and we smoked weed with this guy on the beach, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I live up on Topanga, and they know this." Uh, other people that live up there and they've got a bunch of motorcycles and all this stuff and come out sometimes so anyway we uh ended up me and a couple other friends ended up going out to this guy's place uh this uh ranch thing and he had a bunch of these they had a bunch of dirt bikes and i I grew up i rode dirt bikes and stuff when i was a kid so i was pretty uh you know pretty conversant about all that and he had these like old ducatis and yamahas and a bunch of stuff uh two cycle and um he just had all kinds of motorcycles they they did out this place and so we're uh, we we're jumping motorcycles over. They, he had some. They had some ramps and stuff set up. And and I'd done all, like I said, I've done a lot of that as a kid. So I hadn't really. Well, I wouldn't say I had no fear, but I, I should have had more fear about the shit we were doing. He was like, "Hey, just go over this and blah blah blah." And you know, we're doing all this stuff. And uh, so anyway, we did that for. Uh, like a you know a Saturday type thing and and uh, it was it was you know we had, we had a good time and. It, 
so he was the guy that owned the place was a uh, he was hooked up he was a stunt driver guy he was a he was a uh, professional uh, stunt man he did all, all kinds of shit in uh, in uh, Los Angeles so he uh, at the uh, at the uh, studios and he was like okay we're gonna uh if you if you're if you're okay with this would you be okay like falling off of a a wall off of a building that's like two and a half stories tall and landing on a bag and i'm like what's it pay (laughs) like you know okay so i was so we started talking and i started figuring okay when i was a kid and we grew up i grew up we had this there was a swimming pool in my hometown that was it was not an actual it was not an actual concrete swimming pool, but it was like a, this thing that they had built back in the 30s during the Work Progress WPA Work Progress Administration during the during mm-hmm. the Depression. They had built this on the, on the sand pit. They had made this swimming pool, and uh, so they had put these th- diving boards and these diving platforms out over this, you know, which was like a small lake type thing. And if you went up to the top level of this thing, there are three levels. If you went up to the top level, especially late in the summer when the water had kind of, the, later in August, the water wasn't as high as it would be early in the spring because I guess evaporation, I don't know. But um, the water table always dropped about two, three feet. And it was high enough up on this third level that when we would go, go off this thing, if you dove off, you had to lay out flat for a, a bit and then kind of angle your way down as you as you drop down and when you when you hit the water it would make your head just fucking ache it was it was just a mm-hmm. smack it was like holy it's like getting a concussion practically or that high right up. um so i'd gone off that a lot and uh so i was like mm, i'm thinking about this thing you know we'd you know okay okay it's good. go jump off something how hard can that be I, it's not that high up and he's like i was like well you know show me how high you know and he's like pointing up a, they had a barn he's like eh, it's maybe like up there you know i was like thinking oh that's not bad so we go to this uh, uh we go to this uh, was uh, the um paramount uh on their the, the paramount a lot and we go to this place and uh this guy's uh his his connection is this guy named rusty and so um we get to the paramount lot and we drop rusty's name at the the guy at the gate thing and they come get us on a on a uh you know, golf cart thing. And we take this golf cart and we go back to this back lot at Paramount and uh, he's like, and this was like a, a test thing. And, you know, it's like, okay, see if, if you've got the balls to do this. And so we get up to the uh, to the place and you had to, um, went up the stairs up to this fake building, which is like a facade of a front building. And then they had a, one of those big air mattress. It was not an air mattress, it was a big fucking inflated thing at the bottom. And, uh, he said, well, what you do is you want to jump off when you do the layout thing. You just want to kind of lay out. He goes, kick your feet forward like you're like you're kind of freaking out and then just land on the airbag. And uh, <laughs> uh, I got up on this thing. It's like up on the top. And it's like looking off. And it was higher, definitely higher than the diving board thing was. And I was like, all right, fuck mm-hmm. it. I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to give this a whirl. So um, did the, uh, just kind of, the, they do this thing. And he's like, all right. You know, it's like, and uh, they weren't filming, but it was again. It was just uh, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what you could do. One of the, it was the proof of concept sort of thing. So um, I just did my best to kind of lay out and, and kick my feet a couple times, and did uh, just uh, did kind of a half flip onto the bag and bounced up, and got up, and I thought I am never fucking doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got done. It's it like this guy's this rusty guy's like going. And he goes, "Hey, are you interested in this, this kind of stuff?" I'm like. No, <laughs> I am not. I, no, I don't think I want to do that again. I, I, I almost, it was as close in my life as possible, I think, as, I really of having the actual physical experience of pissing myself. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, but it, I was, there was a dribble. <laughs> so, yeah, but. Anyway. The, when I was, um, when I when I was in elementary school, the two jobs that I wanted, I wanted to become a professional baseball player, yeah, or a stuntman. Okay, and you know I I didn't I played baseball at little league and all the way through I played baseball up until high school. Like I still played while I was in high school, but I was like on a rec team. I didn't make it on the on the uh, high school baseball team. I wasn't good enough, and and I, I um I. I 
I didn't think I, I knew I'm not going to become a professional baseball player, right? I didn't know much about the world, but I knew that if you don't play high school baseball player, you're probably not going to make it into the minor leagues. So then flash forward, I go to Syracuse University, I come out of school and I start working on movies and TV shows. And at one point, like I'm like I worked on the I can't remember I so I worked on a couple of TV shows. I can't remember the first show, but I worked on a show and there was there was a, a, a stunt coordinator. Right. Oh, that's cool, you know. And I remember like I wanted to be a stuntman. And part of the reason I think I wanted to be a stuntman was like, like, like when those there were a couple of movies. There was a movie called Stuntman, there was a movie called Hooper with uh, Burt Reynolds where he played oh, yeah, a stuntman. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. It was like that. a thing. Like there were a couple of movies that like showed you kind of this behind the scenes a narrative film behind the scenes with stuntmen and i was like that's kind of cool you know and uh and I, and I like at one point i think in 1996 i'm 25 years old i'm working on this movie the ice storm and i meet this guy douglas crosby douglas crosby is uh he may not be the stunt coordinator but he might be or i met him a few times in a few different movies and it turns out so this guy doug crosby is um he he's on the show oz you remember hbo oz yeah it was a great show yeah yeah it was a really good show about the prison right whatever it was a little, maybe too much gay sex but i don't mind gay sex i mean <laughs> it feels great i just don't like to watch it it makes me uncomfortable uh, but anyway so Douglas crosby he's actually on that show and i don't know if he was the stunt coordinator but he was definitely a stunt guy on that show and he actually played a character called he was a uh, prison guard called dag nasty so when i met douglas the fr- i met him on a couple of different jobs and i actually got along with him really well he's a very funny guy interesting guy uh he's a big fan of uh, Bushwick Bill. Remember Bushwick Bill? Oh, yeah. The uh, hip-hop yeah. artist? Yeah, with the, he was blind. He was a boys. midget. And had fucking ghetto boys. Ghetto what boys. the fuck? Yeah. He was the best. Someone should bring him back. Like the hologram Bushwick Bill would be amazing. <laughs> but anyway, um, so so Douglas Crosby, he was great. And not, not only that, Douglas Crosby is, I went to a few UFC events or mixed martial arts events locally. He He's a judge in New York, in New Jersey, now that it's in New York, and he judges the eye. But, but, and, I, and I thought to myself at one point, I was like, holy fuck. Like, maybe I could talk to Douglas and do this. Like, maybe I can become a stuntman. And I never pursued it because I'm a procrastinator. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.